And welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Don Gardner Live. This is the second episode of Don Gardner Live. I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule because we got a heck of a show for you today. As you can tell from the title of this episode, Biden's dream is America's nightmare. Now, I know you're probably asking yourself, it's Biden's dream. Well, his dream is simple. It's to get reelected in 2024. It's to get reelected as president of the United States. That's his dream. That's what he wants to do. He wants more than what, 82 million people to go out and vote for him for president of the United States, to reelect him president of the United States. Because the, let's face it, conservatives, libertarians, or anybody who doesn't want to vote for Biden, who thinks who you're holding on to this, I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory. But you're holding on to this dream that somehow Biden, President Biden, will not be running for president for president of the United States. I know you want to hold on to that dream, but he's running. Whether you like it or not, he's running. Whether he's the nominee, if the DNC convention happens and somehow he has to drop out at that point. But if you're looking at this election season of 2024 and you're a conservative or you're a Republican, libertarian, you're anything but a Democrat, you have to come to grips with the realization President Biden is running for re-election. And he would love nothing more than more than 82 million people to reelect him president so that he can further his radical agenda as president. Because the Joe Biden campaign has released their first campaign video for 2024. Let's take a look at this lovely campaign video let's see i mean i i can already guess what he's gonna be saying but i haven't seen it so let's see it together let's see exactly what what kind of campaign what kind of message is he is he gonna put out there let's see i've made the preservation of american democracy the central issue of my presidency i believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted not There's just once, but twice. Counted not just once, but twice. There's an extremist movement who oh, does not share the basic the beliefs in our democracy. Trump supporters. All of us We're the are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? Vote History's you out of watching. office. The world is watching. And most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The Vice President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. No, you and I ask every American to join me in this cause. Right America is still a place of possibilities where the power resides with we, the people. That's our soul. Oh, yeah, right. We are the United really States of America. The there is nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. I'm sure you do. Whenever the meds have kicked in and... and you're able to think clearly for the minutes that you have, or maybe that's the problem. Maybe he's thinking about his American dream as he's trying to walk off the stage, and that's why he gets lost. I don't know. But there's his campaign. What's his message? He he he. You notice he hasn't said anything about the record that he has, like record high inflation. No, he didn't say anything about that, did he? No, no, didn't mention it. Shh, quiet. 
Shoo, can't mention that. Inflation, no. Shoo. Gas prices at the highest ever. Shoo. Quiet, be quiet. He's not running on his record because he doesn't have a good record to run on. If you really want to get reelected, if this is a common sense society, which common sense has checked out a long time ago, but if this was a common sense reality, he can't possibly run on his record because he has done nothing. Food prices are the highest they've ever been. And, and it doesn't look like there's any studies out there or anything to indicate that it's going to stop. And he's not going to stop. Now, I want to compare that campaign video to another president who was running for re-election. And let's listen to the difference between that campaign, Joe Biden's campaign video, that one we just saw. Let's compare it to this one. Now, I know it's old. It's from the 1980s. But let's see. Let's hear the difference. Let's see. It's morning again in America. Oh. Today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history. Yeah, that's true. With interest rates at about half the record highs of 1980, nearly 2,000 yep. families today will buy new homes. Yep. More than they at did. any time in the past four years. Yep. That happened. This afternoon, 6,500 young men and women will be married. And with inflation at less than half of what it was just four years ago, they can look forward with confidence to the future. Yep. Makes you feel it's good, morning huh? again in America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And under the leadership of President Reagan, our country is prouder and stronger and better. Yeah, we were. Why would we ever want to return to where we were? Less we, than we, four we short don't. years ago. No, we don't. We don't. Nope. Yep. Vote for Reagan. Yep. And you can hear the difference. You can hear the difference in the campaign. Let's face it. He run, Reagan had a lot that he could run on. There's not much that Walter Mondale could do to take on Reagan. Reagan was a juggernaut. And by 1984, let's face it. Reagan had done everything he said he was going to do. That's the reason he won in a, such a landslide victory, winning almost every... Th this has never happened in American history. It won't happen again where a president wins almost every single state. He lost one state, Minnesota. That's the only state he lost in 1984. A1 every other state. Now, I know, that's a different time and a place. That's a long time ago. 1984. I was what, three, four years old? I'm now 43. So you can see how many years ago it was. Yeah, we have come a long way since then. Now, you can just hear the difference in those two campaigns. And you could see why, back in 1984, why Reagan won. And Biden, now in 2024, he's hoping that the American people re-elect him for president of the United States. But he's not going to run on his record. You want to know why he's not going to run on his record? Because Joe Biden has just accomplished history. Yeah, it's a historical presidency. Just if I was president during this time, if I was in Joe Biden's shoes, I would not want to take claim to this. Check this out. Gross national debt surpassed $34 trillion. Oh, my God. $34 trillion in national debt. Three years ago that it wouldn't go that high until the end of the decade. But the debt grew faster well, they than were wrong. because of the pandemic starting in 2020 that shut down much of the U.S. economy. Government well, borrowed heavily under then President Trump and current President Biden. Oh, you, got, you notice they got to say Trump. I mean, Trump is responsible for some, but Biden, really, let's face it, he hasn't done anything to curve the national debt, has he? No. No, he has not. That gravy train has kept rolling.
And Biden has kept those tracks, kept that train moving. National debt, $34 trillion. That's serious. I remember conservative talking heads like Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, I'm sure Rush Limbaugh said something about the national debt and said that we as American people need to take this serious. Because at that time, it was only what? Heading towards $20 trillion at the time? And they're like, where's the point of no return? Now, I did hear them say at that point, maybe... 23 trillion might be the point of no return, but well, we've since blown by that point. So are we at the point of no return? I don't know. Every time I take a look at studies, every study I've seen says America could get out of this if we wanted to. It was just, it's going to cause a lot of pain. We got to do some things that, let's face it, no politician who wants to get reelected is ever going to do because of the amount of pain that it's going to cause. Because at some point, we are going to really hit the point of no return. And then our economy is going to tank. Many are saying that it's tanking now. And you could blame Joe Biden for this. You can. Under his presidency, he definitely has done nothing to curve spending, and he's not going to. And you can try to blame Republicans, which they're going to try to do, because Biden's campaign and the Biden administration is out there trying to spin this. Listen to this. You know, I want to take a step back for just a moment as we look at 24 and we're in 24, but just a step back, you know, this president has done more in three years than any other president has done in two terms. Done more in three years than any other president? Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? But you notice that? That's the spin that they want to tell you. Let's listen to that again. Because I know I talked over it. Let's see. You know, I want to take a step back for just a moment as we look at mm-hmm. 24 and we're in 24. But just a step back. Mm-hmm. You know, this president has done more in three years than any other president has done in two terms. And that is important here, Audie. You should never take this woman or this administration seriously. Because Biden hasn't done more than any other president. He hasn't. All you got to do to prove that Biden has done nothing for the American people, go shop. Go see where food prices are. Or even better, go to McDonald's and go buy something. And then notice how much you spent. Anytime I take my family, or my family goes to a fast food restaurant, and let's face it, we do go to McDonald's. Sometimes we go to Wendy's. We like Chick-fil-A. But we notice something. The price of food, fast food, has skyrocketed under President Biden. But not only that, anytime we go to the grocery store and we try to buy meat, whether it's chicken, pork, beef, it doesn't matter. The price has skyrocketed under President Biden. That's that's what has happened. Yet they're going to tell you because they would love nothing more than for you to believe that Joe Biden has done more than any other president. In three years, Joe Biden has done more than any other president. Ask yourself that question. Has he? Has he really? Do you feel like Joe Biden has done more in three years than any other president? I mean, look, I know that President Trump said the same thing, okay? I've done more than any other president. And I always laughed when even he said it because I know that's a lot. Um, It's a lot, okay? There still hasn't been. Let's let's talk truce for a second. Let's get off of Biden. 
There hasn't been a president since Calvin Coolidge that has not added to the national debt. There's only one president, one president in American history who did not add one penny to national debt. And while he was president, he actually started paying off the national debt because he refused to overspend. That president, and I'm going to go off the top of my head because I'm just going off the top of my head on this. He is the 30th president of the United States, Calvin Coolidge, who did not run for re-election for president because by the time he was eligible to run for re-election, he had already served six years as president because he was the vice president under another president who died. So he did the last two years of that president's presidency, ran for president, got elected, did the next four years, and then decided, I'm not going to run for re-election. Six years is enough. And all polls at that time showed... If Calvin Coolidge ran for president for re-election for president of the United States, he would have won hands down. No other president since him has ever done what Calvin Coolidge has done. That's just the truth. Yet Calvin Coolidge, you're not going to hear anything about him. Now, has there been presidents that hasn't added so much to the national debt? Of course. There has been some great presidents that did not add that much to the national debt. But ever since Calvin Coolidge, every president since then, added something to the national debt. And it just seems like since 2000, the president since then, whether you want to say George H.W. Bush, whether you want to say Barack Hussein Obama, whether you want to talk about Donald J. Trump or now Joe Biden, the amount of debt that they have spent and accumulated to the national debt has been insane. They have set records in the amount of deficit spending they have done. Now, who's to blame for that? Unfortunately, I can't blame just one political party or the, over the other. It's both. Republicans spend just as much as Democrats. That's the reality that we're going to see. So, but... The spin they're going to try to hit you with is that Biden, the economy under Biden, is doing great. Let's, let's listen to this. Americans aren't waking up every day thinking about this. Americans are waking up every day, and they're thinking about how they're going to put food on the table. They're thinking about you know, all the things that they need to do, how they're going to take care of their kids, the schools that they're mm -hmm. going to send their That's kids true. to. And while Donald Trump, you know, when he was president, he did everything he could to make those things harder. And so these no, aren't an either or. That's They're a lie. And we've got to communicate to American That's voters about what we're doing to make their lives easier, but also remind them because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have gotten to work and done a lot of the things they promised no, to do in 2020. Kamala Harris hasn't people, gone to work. But we have to remind them that those things can be taken border. away by somebody it? who's That's already done it before, right? We've just came out of a hole. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris got to work bringing this country back from the we brink of destruction. Of yeah, enough of you. We got out of the hole because of COVID and because President Trump shut down the country. That's what we did. That's what happened. Let me just ask you, those of you watching this, those of you listening to this, ask yourself this serious question. Is it easier to buy the things you need for your family under President Biden or was it easier under Trump? I'm going to answer the question. It was easier under Trump to provide for your family. It just was. The food prices were not insane. Now, I don't know what would have happened if in 2020 somehow we reelected President Trump, I don't know what would have happened if the next four years with him coming out of this whole COVID thing, what would have happened? Would the, would, would the gas prices still be insane? I don't think so. They wouldn't be as bad. 
under Trump as they were under Biden, just because of the policies. But would the food prices have skyrocketed under Trump? I don't think so. Would it still would we still have some kind of inflation? Of course. Because even President Trump and, and you Trump supporters, I love you guys. I love you, Trump supporters. I do, but we gotta speak the truth. Okay. President Trump did a lot of deficit spending. He did add a lot to the national debt. And you can compare the amount. How much did Trump do? How much has Biden done? I you can do that. And you can take the time out of your busy schedule to actually take a look at that and do that. Perfectly fine if that's what you want to do. But unfortunately, I don't have that kind of time. So let's continue because the spin is going to continue. The Biden administration, which they do want to get reelected because they want to stay in power. Let's hear some other things they're going to do because something tells me they're going to try to blame Republicans for everything going wrong in the country. Let's see what they got to say. Data out of Treasury that the national debt has hit a record $34 trillion. Well, talking so, about yeah, the national um, if debt. You look at, uh, if you look at that data, uh, it's a trickle, there's a trickle down debt, if you think about trickle it. Trickle down debt? Tax cuts are responsible about 90% of it, uh, of the increase in the debt as a share of the economy over the last two decades. Trickle uh, down spending. debt? And so, as we know, you've heard me say this, you've heard the president speak to this, of what he has done to certainly lower uh, lower the debt. He signed a legislation to lower Oh, please. The he hasn't done any, uh, enough of you. You haven't done anything. Trickle down debt. You know, they used to call... President Reagan's economic plan, trickle-down economy. So now they're going to try to say it's Republicans. And did you notice she said something very interesting? Let's let's see that again. Let's see this video. Federal debt, I want to ask you about. So I heard you blame the Republicans for the federal debt, but President Biden has been in office for 35 months. And uh, over the past good three point. months, good question. the U.S. has added $10 billion per day to the federal debt. So, And that's not turning around. So, so is there a discussion here about cutting spending then? Republican no. tax cuts are, oh, are Republicans. 90%. 90% of the increase. 90%? 90%? That is something that Republicans are responsible for. What the president has done, what the president has done, and you've heard us talk about it, I just talked about this, he's put forth legislation like lowering the deficit uh, uh, by $1 trillion. And that's part of the- That's not enough to do it. He's still adding to the national debt. Uh, All right, enough of you. So Republicans are responsible for 90% of the national debt with trickle-down debt. That's a load of crap. It is. It's just a load of crap. And that should anger you as an American citizen in this country. Because this administration is going to try to say, look, I didn't. we didn't do anything about this. This isn't our fault. Yes, it is. This is your fault. This is what you did. But let's go on, because they, she also said this about Republicans. Because you notice it's all about how the Republicans, it's their fault, it's their tax cuts, we, it's this, that, trickle-down debt, all this crap. Let's listen to this. And with that, we are just 16 days, days away from parts of the government shutting down. Shut down the government. Days away. Shut it down. 16. Instead Shut of doing down. their jobs, House Republicans left Washington in the middle of December. Oh, it's the Republicans' And they're not fault. back until next week. The American people want Congress to work with the president to take care and work on real issues, real issues that matter in their lives. That's what the American people want to see. But instead of entering this year with a new approach to deliver for the American people, House Republicans are prioritizing baseless impeachment no stunts. we've come up with a plan republicans in fact have come up earlier today house republicans said and i quote we'll shut the government down we control the money yeah they do it's been 13 weeks that's something since you have to yeah, enough of you that's something you have to realize the house of representatives is under republican rule they have the power of the purse and they have put forth budgets you can debate and we can definitely debate 
whether they cut spending enough, and I'll just answer that, no, they didn't. But every single budget that the House of Representatives passed and sent to the Senate didn't get passed. We funded the government. Technically, that's what we did. But you didn't like it because we didn't spend enough. Yet, 90% of the national debt is Republicans' fault, right? That's the lie from the pits of hell, so, so to speak, that the Democrats and the liberals in this country would love for you to believe. So, it seems to me like one of the things that the Biden administration is going to try to do is if, if things are going great, that's Biden. If everything's going bad, well, that's the Republicans. That's their fault. That's, that, that, they, that's their problem. That's what they did. Let's face it. I don't know who the Republican nominee is going to be, okay? We can have the talks about how Trump's leading in the polls, and he is, and we can say how we hope it is Trump. But I hope you as the American people just don't believe the lies that are coming from this current administration, the Biden administration. Take what they say with a grain of salt, do your research, and you'll see for yourself they're lying to you. And they've been lying to you. Now, you can also say every single administration has lied to the American people, and they have. You can say that. And there's definitely enough evidence to prove that the government, regardless if it's under Republican rule or whether it's under Democrat rule, has lied to the American people in some way. But if it does come down to President Biden or President Trump, you really have to ask yourself the question, who are you going to go with? Who are you going to vote for? And I know some people are going to say in the comments, uh, we're, we're, it's like we're voting for the lesser of two evils. Well, if you believe that, then go ahead and vote for the lesser of the two. Because at that point, the lesser of the two is President Trump. He is, whether you think he's evil or not. That's up to your interpretation. And look, this is coming from someone. I've had my issues with Donald Trump. Are there are some things he did that I didn't agree with. I'm not a tr such a blind MAGA support, Trump supporter that I can't see through the lies that even Trump said. I mean, heck, I'm still waiting for the border wall to get built, and I'm still waiting for Mexico to pay for it. That's just the reality. I knew. As soon as he said that, I'm like, that's a good sound bite, but I, I, let's see what you're going to do on that. And let's face it, the proof is in the, is, is in the pudding, so to speak. He wasn't able to do anything. And he didn't do anything. Mexico has yet paid for that. And they're not, look, it doesn't look like they're going to be paying for it because they're not. That's just the reality that we face. So it's going to be an interesting election season. And something also tells me that they're going to try to make things better, whether they artificially try to lower the prices of things, whether it's the price of gas whether it's the price of food, whether it's interest interest rates on mortgages and stuff like that. There, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to artificially lower them in order to make you think, wow, I guess Bidenomics really is working. I guess President Biden was correct. And what they would love for you to believe is that things are getting better. when. All things show, all studies, all indications show things aren't going to get any better. It's going to get worse. So they would love for you to believe that things are going to get better so that you will reelect President Biden so he can continue his radical agenda. And I know there's this other thing out there that people are saying, you know, this is the most important election of our time. Didn't they say that? Well, Republicans have been saying that almost every single election season 
they didn't have the presidency. 2016, the most important election. 2012, the most important election. Is it really? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Personally, I would want to get out and vote. I would want my voice to be heard. And I would want things to change. And I would hope things are changing for the better. But it's up to us, the American people, to decide what exactly are we going to do. Now, let's continue because in this next clip, our great president, Joe Biden, sounds a little bit like a dictator. Don't believe me? Listen to this. One desperate act available to him, the violence of January the 6th. Oh, uh, yeah, I got to talk Since about that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. Ah, uh, there's the clapping seals. Yay! What's Trump done? Instead of calling them criminals, he's called these, these insurrectionists patriots. They're patriots. Many and he promised are. to pardon them if he returns to office. Trump said that there was a lot of love on January the 6th. The rest of the nation, including law enforcement, saw a lot of hate and violence. One Capitol Police officer called it a medieval battle. Oh, please. That same bad. officer called vile rape, was called vile racist names. He said he was more afraid. All right. Yeah. January 6th. Look, I have my personal issues with January 6th. But if you honestly believe Donald Trump incited that whole entire thing, he didn't. There's more proof to show that he said, be peaceful. That's what he said. That's why Twitter took his tweets off Twitter at the time. That's why they kicked him off of Twitter. Because there was videos of him saying, Go to the Capitol and be peaceful. And you know what? Some of the things that President Biden said in that clip, saying how, you know, they've charged multiple people and that these people are now serving time in prison. You know, many of those people that are doing five, 10, 20 years in prison didn't do anything. All they did was this. They walked into the Capitol, maybe used the restroom, maybe washed their hands after that, walked back out of the rest, back out of the bathroom. Sorry, bathroom. If I said restroom, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, restroom. The same thing as a bathroom. Ah. When you talk about, apparently I'm having a Biden moment, but mind you. So they went in there, washed their hands, came back out, saw what was going on and then walked out the door they came in and left. That's all they did. They didn't break anything. They didn't sit on anyone's desk. They didn't break into someone's office. They did nothing like that. Nothing. And yet, many of them got 10, 20 years behind bars. Behind bars. Is that right? No. There are some people that are serving time in a federal prison for being an insurrectionist that weren't even at the Capitol at that time, Didn't was nowhere near the Capitol at that time. Somehow, in some kangaroo court, they charged them with something that warrant them doing 10, 20 years behind bars. Yet, we have since seen when other groups like Antifa or the pro-Palestinian supporters, when they storm capitals, nothing happened to them. Nothing happens to those people. Do they serve any time? Do we hear about arrests? No. All we hear about from the Biden administration is January 6th. And there's a very good reason why. 
because the pro-Palestinian people, Antifa, they're not Trump supporters. They're not. They're not. That's their supporters that they're protecting. That's what they're doing. And I'm going to play this next clip because I don't know who this news anchor is or who this reporter is. They're on Newsmax. And there's a reason Newsmax is getting a lot of coverage. More people have gone to Newsmax after the whole Fox News debacle. And, and I don't blame them because they actually do speak the truth over at Newsmax. And it's a breath of fresh air. But let's listen to this reporter on Newsmax. Just listen to this. By the speech, because this president is calling my family, is calling me, is calling MAGA supporters, enemy of America. That's right. I am the daughter of a Cuban political prisoner who fought for freedom, who fought against authoritarian and dictators. He sounds just like Fidel Castro did. Fidel Castro would target the enemies of his government and try to take them down. This is exactly what we're seeing with Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. He should be ashamed of himself. No American, no American should be called a Nazi or, or be called an, an enemy, enemy of, of the state. Yeah. Those of us who love this country, yeah. and I have spent my whole life defending freedom in America. She's right. And let's face it, she knows more about real communists and real dictators because she's seen them. So when those types of people are like ringing the bell saying... This is exactly what so-and-so, another dictator, this is exactly what they sound like. And when you listen to Joe Biden, that's exactly what they sound like. Joe Biden is a dictator, and he is sounding more and more like a dictator with every passing day, every passing month, every passing, well, hopefully after this year, he'll, he'll go, he'll leave. I'm not going to say I hope he passes away. I'm not. Mm -mm. I don't wish death on nobody. But when those types of people are saying, this is exactly what so-and-so sounded like. This is exactly what this dictator sounded like. I think you should listen to him. Because like me, I don't know what a dictator sounds like. I've not, I've not lived in another country or grew up in another country. I haven't. I've only grown up in America. And make no mistake about it, Joe Biden is sounding more like a dictator. And that's, if you understand his ideology, you understand why he is sounding more and more like a dictator. Because leftist policies are the same as those dictators like Castro like the dictator from, from Venezuela, what is his name, Hugo Chavez, any dictator, Saddam Hussein, you name them, they have the exact same policies as the Democrat Party. That's just the reality. That's the truth. And I know if you're a Democrat watching this, that probably stings. But you know what? The truth hurts. And sometimes you have to face the truth. And maybe you have to wake up and realize what your party is really all about. You either really support this because you really support the policies, or if you're just like some people and you just support the party, you blindly support them, yet you don't hold to their policies. Wake up. Your party has left you behind. Your party no longer represents you as a voter. I mean, I've already come to the conclusion. I don't understand why anyone would ever vote Democrat unless you support those policies. If you don't support these policies that the Democrat Party are putting, putting out there, yet you still vote for them, what are you doing? That is the definition of insanity. Plain and simple. But 2024 is going to be a very interesting 
election season. Because did you see that video of Jill Biden helping Joe Biden off the stage? It's not a bad idea. I mean, we've seen videos of Joe Biden getting lost on stage. I mean, it really was still getting comical at this point because that's the other thing. Are you really, American people, are you really going to vote for a Joe Biden for president of the United States when you can just tell his, his mind is going? You know, I saw it when he ran for president that he had some kind of uh, early stages of Alzheimer's or early stages of dementia. That was back then, 2020. Now you can blatantly see there are times he doesn't know where the heck he is. And it's like, you can't go by a week. You can't go past a week without him getting lost on stage. Countless of videos of him getting lost on stage. I know it's comical, but it's also sad that that is the person who is the president of the United States, who holds the most powerful office in this land. That's the person? Come on, America. We can do better. We can do better in 2024. And I wish I could paint this lovely picture of what America would look like if we had, you know, if the nominee is President Trump, what it will look like, and that it'll be roses, it'll be better. I wish I could say that. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay? Even if we get Donald Trump, are we still going to have overspending? Yes. That's what's going to happen. And unfortunately, no politician's ever going to change that. Now, are we going to have lower food prices? I hope so. Are we going to have lower gas prices? I hope so. Because we did under Donald Trump's first term as president. The gas prices were the lowest, not that they've ever been, but they've been, they were low. I mean, I got. Look, I got a sticker shock when in, in, in 20, I left the state of New York and I moved to South Carolina. I did that November of 2020. Okay. I left New York. I don't even remember what the price of gas was. I just know it was $2 and something. I don't exactly remember. And I'm not going to try to say it was like $2 and 50 cents. I don't, I don't remember. So I don't know. But I remember what the price of gas was when I got to South Carolina because I was surprised. It was $1.75 a gallon. And from the moment, the moment President Biden got elected, it started to go up slowly at first until he finally got sworn in. Once he got sworn in, it was off to the races. Off to the races. And it reached almost $5 a gallon. Right now in South Carolina, you know, it's been four years. It's now $2. As of right now, at the, at the taping of this, or at the showing, uh, at the, this show, The 8th of January, 2024, the price of gas is $2.30. Now, came down. Didn't come down enough. Will it come down further under President Trump? Of course, I believe that. I believe it will. Are we ever going to see $1.75? I hope. But I'm not going to hold my breath because I know inflation has something to do with that. And I know all these conservative talking heads are saying, this is the most important election of our time. This is a extreme. Look, it is. It's extremely important that you know the issues and you know who you're going to vote for. Right now, as 
a Republican voter. We're looking at the primary. We have our candidates who are going to be the Republican nominee for President of the United States. And we got Donald Trump right now. He's still on the ballot in most states. We got Ron DeSantis. We got Vivek Ramaswamy. We got the establishment candidate, Nikki Haley. And we got the whale, Chris Christie. You have to decide who are you going to vote for. I've already decided. I'm DeSantis. I love Trump. I love what Vivek is doing. I don't trust Nikki Haley. She's the establishment. And let's face it, Chris Christie, I don't know why you're even still in the race. You need to go. But I've decided who I'm going to vote for. And I think you should, too, decide. Whether it's Trump. I don't, I'm not going to even say Trump's the wrong candidate. Vote who you want to represent you for president of the United States. It's perfectly fine. And once it comes down to whoever the nominee is, and hopefully it's these three people, either we got Trump or we got Ron DeSantis or we got Vivek Ramaswamy. Those three picks, you're not going to hear me complain at all about those three candidates. No. If it's somebody else, and then we're going to have another discussion. If it's Nikki Haley, we're definitely going to have a discussion about what we're going to do. But I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Because honestly, all polls are showing it's probably going to be Trump. And I know there's questions. Who's he going to pick as a VP? He'll pick whoever the heck he wants. He's not going to pick DeSantis because DeSantis isn't going to be the VP. He might pick Ramaswamy because, let's face it, if you have seen Ramaswamy rip, uh, rip reporters to shreds verbally, that's a pretty good candidate. And could you imagine a debate, a vice president debate between Vivek Ramaswamy and Kamala Harris? Talk about a massacre. That's a massacre right there. And it's something that you should put up on pay-per-view because I'd pay to see it. But even Vivek, there are some things about Vivek that I don't like, but that's here and nor there. We still have a lot of time to decide what we're going to do, who we're going to pick as president of the United States. But I hope you realize that Biden's dream is America's nightmare. And under Democrat rule, you can expect America to continue, continue to fall and continue to be what we see today or worse. Because all indications would show it'll be worse. That's just what we see. So until next time, I'm Don Gardner. This has been Don Gardner Live. May God bless you. May God bless America. May God bless your family. And I hope you take the time to check out the show's website at dongardner.weebly.com. I hope you take the time to check out our other podcasts. I just did an amazing podcast with Nicole Henson on it's the second episode of On the Solid Rock. You need to see that. If you believe in deliverance or you need deliverance, check out that podcast. Go to the website, check it out, and you can either watch it or you can listen to it. Also, we also did an amazing interview with the founder of Fireborn Ministries, Jarrett Lasky. This interview was so great that YouTube took it down because of the things we were saying in that interview. I woke up this morning and got told from, from YouTube, which is Google, saying this content was removed for violating our policies of medical misinformation. Because all we did, Jarrett and myself, all we did 
was talk about our experience with COVID. That's all we did. That's all we talked about. And everything we said, we didn't say anything that's conspiracy theories. We didn't lie about what happened. Everything we talked about has since been proved to be true. But I'm sure we used some key words. And Google and YouTube decided this can no longer stand. And they took it down, which is fine. Hey, take it down, YouTube. I can't upload videos to YouTube for the next, what, two weeks, month, whatever it is, whenever they decide to take the shackles off and allow me. This is one of the reasons why we're on other sites like Rumble and BitChu. That's why. So go over to the show's website. Check it out at dongarner.weebly.com. We have those two podcasts. Check out our social media. We're on multiple different sites. If you're listening to this podcast, and the podcast site that you're listening to allows you to give us a review and allows us or allows you to give us X amount of stars, we appreciate it if you give us a five-star rating and if you give us a positive review. That's all we're asking. It's completely free. And thank you for those of you that continue to take the time to watch the shows, listen to the shows, and go to the show's website at dongarner.weebly.com. And now I'm just basically rambling, so let's end the show. You guys be good, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye, everybody.